Hi, this is Paul Warren. And this is Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Today we're going to be talking about local SEO. Um, Ryan and I are both practitioners of local SEO as, as well as organic. We're going to get into some pretty crazy conversations. But before we begin, we're going to just recap to you in case you don't have a lot of knowledge about local SEO or you're trying to like get into it, uh, just exactly what it is, how you do it, and why it's important. So for small businesses, I would say local SEO is the most important facet of, of having a small business. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, I mean, you have your results and, you know, you have your, your paid ads and then you have maps and then you have organic and then maps that, you know, only has three spots with the reviews and the click through is extremely high for that. Yeah. So even reviews aside, this is what's driving a lot of the traffic to people's, I won't even say websites, just a lot of business uh, through Google. Uh, I wouldn't even say like they get a ton of traffic a lot of the times from from clicks through local SEO, but they do get a lot of calls and they get a lot well, of they do. Yeah, direction mobile, requests. Yeah, I mean, on mobile, if you see that result and you see the phone number right there, like people do the click to call like like crazy right there on yeah. local. So you know, if you guys don't know what it is, right? Uh, Ryan kind of recapped it slightly. It's just just the maps uh, rankings that Google gives local businesses. Uh, they used to be a seven pack back in the day. Uh, mm -hmm. That was pretty awesome. Uh, was then sweet. one day Google was like, thanks for the memories. Uh, it's going to be three. Uh, I feel really bad for most of those businesses that were ranking four through seven because uh, a lot oh, of that yeah. business just magically went away in, in a day. Well, they technically still show up if you if you select the search results by maps. So that's your... But who does that, really? Uh, I do. <laughs> really? Well, like if... if Maybe it depends on what you're specific you're looking for, but if you're like... A business that is a pizza chain, uh, you you want something like quick that's that's close by. Yeah. You're probably not going to super expand that and then delve really deep into like the reviews. I yeah. mean, it it does depend a lot on like the type of business. Maybe you would do that, but a lot of businesses, people just want to click on the the most available thing that's yeah. like right there. That's, that's in the three pack. Yeah, you only really expand it if like the first three people have terrible reviews, and like they just so happen to be way farther out than your you're looking for. Yeah. So yeah, that three pack is pretty coveted. So let's delve a little bit into how it actually works. So the first thing that you need is a business, right? A Google My Business account. So you actually don't even need a Google My Business account. Uh, Google will just make a Google My Business account for you. It's up to you to actually claim it. A lot of uh, small local businesses will, won't even have this thing claimed or know how to claim it or do any of that. But if you want to actually start managing your profile, building it out, uh, putting time into it so it actually drives a consistent amount of leads and sales, uh, you have to have a Google My Business account. Yeah, that, that certainly sounds like a little business idea right there, <laughs> assisting of business owners. We are That's a separate podcast, but there are um, some unscrupulous uh, We'll We'll talk a little bit later in, in this podcast uh, about our business idea, about claiming other businesses, Google My Business that. account. We talked about yeah, that the first Yeah, but podcast. maybe you didn't listen to that one, but well, so no, you're going to get this special never, recap from this one. It. That's why. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, so, so like we'll get back into that later on in this podcast as we recap some of the crazy shit that we've seen in local SEO and some of the crazy shit that we've done or tried to do in local SEO. <laughs> People are going to skip 20 minutes in the podcast. Let's get to that. All yeah. Right. Um, so local. So yes. So how it really works is... Uh, they have these things called citations, right? Mm -hmm. And they are the bane of your existence if uh, you're in local SEO and you have to clean these things up. But pretty much how, like back in the day, they had uh, like the yellow pages, like the actual phone book that came out, and that information in it was your name, address, and phone number for business or like person. Uh, so that still exists, but it's basically online, right? So Google uses, uh, I think it's like eight major websites, um, 
to find out that information about your business. And it has to be consistent across all of these websites for Google to really know like where the location of this business is. So you know what happens a lot of times is maybe a business uh, moves locations, maybe they get a different phone number. Uh, there's like a lot of different things that can happen. Maybe they change their website. I don't know. There's a ton of things. And what what happens is these business listings on these websites don't match anymore. So Google like essentially has no idea where your business is, and it's a giant mess. Yeah, citations are a mess. I think it's a lot better now than it was back then. I think they got the aggregators are like a little bit more sophisticated, and they're not like, I think like you said, there's eight companies. They've kind of like yeah narrowed it down. Well, the worst part about it too, and, and this is still totally true, um, if you look at like the ecosystem of local SEO, is that these citation uh, businesses they feed from each other. So if there's one wrong on one website, the other websites will crawl it and then build a a listing for that location that that's wrong. So then you'll have multiple listings for locations. And so everything can get out of hand really quickly. And then there's like a bunch of other smaller websites that are like, they're, they're not the primary like indicators, but they're still important uh, to Google and like where your location's at. And they all feed into the other ones. So all of a sudden you can have like hundreds of listings for your business that are, that are wrong out there on the internet. And it can get out of hand really, really quickly. And the most difficult thing about doing local SEOs, if you know it's not a business that's starting from scratch with like a website, uh, if, if they have all of these messed up citations out there, it can take months and months to get those things fixed. Dang, when's the last time that you had to deal with that? That sounds terrible. It's been a really long time since I had to deal with that. But when I worked for one client that had 14 like business locations mm -hmm. across the U.S., uh, I had to, it, it took me about eight months to, to merge all those and close them down and, and get everything set up properly. Not all day, every day, but maybe an hour or two a day, mm. maybe half an hour a day. Yeah, I would say maybe two to three hours, depending on if I had to make a phone call uh, to any of these places, which is as just a giant nightmare. Um, like if you have to actually call Google ever for help with like your Google My Business, yeah. that's uh, really terrible. If you have to call Yahoo, well, guess what? You can't. Uh, they don't have any phone service. And not yeah, that they would respond anyways. I know Corey talked to Google last week and they were on the ball with what they had to do. Yeah, we had this one, when Corey and I worked together, we had this one rep from Google and his name was Dakota and he was like the greatest per, like helpful person ever from Google that we've ever talked to. That's great. And we would request him when we'd call back in, you know, you call us, or really they call you, it's like you tell them like, hey, keep calling back between blah, 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 hour and they'll call you. And we would get the call from whatever person this was. And we're like, hey, put Dakota on right now. <laughs> Transfer me to this guy. And so we were able to actually get a lot of stuff done with him. But you will be given the runaround a lot. And a lot of those people have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, that, that is the truth. So you were talking about manually doing a lot of these citations. But what about like the services? Like, uh, Can you rely on Yaks to do it? Can you rely on Moz Local to be able to do it? You can rely on Moz and Yex to build citations for you. And you can actually use them as a sort of a go-between with, with some of the major ones, the, the eight major websites. But there's you know dozens and dozens of smaller, I mean, like I'm trying to think of an example of one that's like kind of crappy that you would never even think to go to. Um, what's like one? Manta.com. Yeah, well, no, no Manta's, okay. <laughs> I think Manta's like, a major one, right? I'm just joking, man. I don't know what people use Manta for, but. I guess I, there's like one that was like really really obscure. Not I'm like, trying to get it. anyone's bad side here, but uh, yeah, that one's funny. Um, yeah, so it's just like a, a giant mess. I don't think you can rely 
on them to clean up the mess once it's happened. You can definitely rely on them to build the citations from the start. So if you have like all your ducks in a row and everything's like organized, yeah, that's like a really good way to like get stuff done really quickly. And it's actually cost efficient because some of these places to add a profile uh, is actually very expensive from like yeah. a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. And then some, it's like you get one free edit to your business information a year. And if it's like something's wrong in it, um, it's you have to pay like five hundred dollars or something. Um, oh gosh, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even remember dealing with that. You, you've done some some heavy duty citation campaigns. Yeah, I've I've had to clean up a lot of stuff in my career, um, unfortunately. So uh-huh. you want to definitely avoid that. So how are you finding out that they actually have an incorrect profile? Are you running it through like a tool that says it, or do you maybe you know do like a in quotation mark search of like your old address and you can see all the places that have your old address yeah, indexed? That's a really good question. I actually do both of those things. So yeah. you can only usually get so much information from a tool. Um, there's a I forget the one that I was I was using for like a long time. It wasn't it wasn't Yext. It was uh, it was more but it was more expensive than like Moz Local, and it was like mm-hmm. much more. Um, have way more features and stuff that you could do with it than, than a Moz Local. But if it's like a small one location business, like I will generally just use Moz Local because it's like super cheap and they, they build actually, those pretty quickly. There's actually cheaper options out there now. Well, yeah. I mean, you could just manually have someone do it and that, yeah. would, be, that would definitely be cheaper than either. But a lot of times um, it's still from a monetary standpoint because some of them, like, like I was saying, you have to pay to get those profiles on there. And yeah. Moz has a, I like relationships with them already, so you don't have to eat that expensive cost. Oh, just like uh, Yext has like a relationship with like Yahoo or something. Yeah, it's you, like one of the only you have to use Yext to edit your yeah, listing now. Yeah, that stuff's a little bizarre. I think it's a little um, slimy, personally. It's I think it's slimy. like hijacking your information about your business yeah, and then making you pay to fix it on their site. Yeah, especially since Yext is not cheap. And the idea yeah. of like paying for citations to stay the way that they are annually for like, what, 400 to $600? It's very yeah, bizarre. Yeah, Yext is not a small business tool, in my opinion. Uh, most small like businesses are not going to be able to afford the $500 a month that no, it costs to have that. Like, and yeah, they're not going to get the value out of that. Yeah, it's like, like your oh, hey, guess what? My citations are still not messed up, and it's been a year. Great. You know, like, I know. Well, the idea that they will revert back to being messed up is like so, so like Ludicrous unethical. and wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh... Because like you're paying for a service for them to do like their service by correcting it, so the idea of you not paying, and they're gonna purposefully put it back to incorrect citations is a is a pretty awful concept actually. Yeah, Bright Local that was the one I was using. Oh yeah, um, and good. that worked pretty well for if you have like a bunch of they, locations. Is that the Canadian one? Canadian I don't company? think they're Canadian. Brightlocal.ca. No, I don't think so. I think it's .com. There's a Canadian one up there. Maybe I'll check them out. Maybe they're cheaper. There's the cheaper Canadian version of my local. There, there's one that has like the sliding scale where like you slide it how many citations you want and then the, like the price adjusts accordingly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But going back to your original question, um, yeah. I do that and then I will also just literally Google the business name mm-hmm. and see. So usually with any of these tools, they'll give you at least one uh, if, if you have an incorrect address on there. And then it's really easy just to Google that address and see all the sites where that pops up. Right. Um, so like that's how I do like a lot of the cleanup. Um, so now we've talked a little about citations and why they're important. Yeah, right? the, the conclusion of that is don't move your business. Yeah. Because just stay in the same place forever. Don't move your business. Uh, <laughs> Opening up or, another business is not like or another location isn't isn't the worst because it's new and then once it's new there's not like any way it can get super convoluted unless it possibly replaces your primary location yeah well so we'll actually get into that here in a minute because that's where like some of the crazier shit that we've, we've seen in our 
yeah. and our time working in this industry came from. Right. Um, I do want to point out though too that like uh, I, I don't want to give like false information. Like you also have to have organic rankings for this to work. Um, you're, oh, yeah, you're, you're not gonna just build some citations and all of a sudden you're gonna dominate like the the map pack. You need something that's gonna show up like organically below it yeah. well, to, to get in we, there. Why don't we establish all all the components of having your business successfully positioned on maps for your keywords? So. We talk about citations, but we, I wouldn't say that's even the number one. No, I would say you need a uh, city-specific page mm -hmm. on your site, um, if, especially if you have like multiple locations. Um, you're gonna need um, the most important thing, in my opinion, is like a link to your Google Maps on like that specific page, and yeah. then like that page optimized for that city-specific location with city-specific content on there. I certainly agree. Yeah. Um, so that's like, and you don't really have to have like number one, like you don't ever have to be number one organically to get top spot in maps. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you need to be just somewhere on the first page, I would say like the top eight. Um, it's not very common for you to be on the second or third page and have a map listing. Yeah, it's not, it's not impossible. It's just very, it's, it's very uncommon for that yeah, to happen. It happens, it happens not very frequently. Yeah. Uh, another component that's become much more important um, is actual like reviews. Yep. Uh, so back back when I started, like it, it was really like not a super important part of it. I mean, there wasn't like a super correlation between that and showing up like number one uh, in the spots. I mean, there were certainly like businesses that had no reviews or a, a large large amount of negative reviews that <laughs> yeah. would do you better. People just like never had reviews. <laughs> yeah, people just didn't like have them. Didn't care. Ago. Yeah, people just like didn't do Google reviews. Yeah, right. and so now you have to spend your time coming up with ways to get Google reviews and then also, it also helps to have reviews on some of these other websites, yeah. uh, you know, like Facebook. Well, Google pull, pull them in. Yeah, they'll, they'll pull them in and like, it's like kind of weighted now uh, as far as like the rankings go. So you want to at yeah. least have like a certain amount. I'd, I'd say like, um, also like a great reference for like this whole entire conversation really is to look at, I don't plug, we're not going to plug Moz too often, but they just do a great job every year compiling like um, they do good studies. The, they, they do. Yeah, work. I'm they, not they gonna like promote their tools. Like use whatever tool that you want. Um, like I certainly don't really like a lot of their tools. I yeah. do like you know depending on the situation. But I think yeah they produce really good information yeah. on the on the industry as a whole. So yeah, what I'm saying is um, the Moz Local Guide. I believe if you search for that, you'll find it. Um, and every single year, I think that they they survey a hundred SEOs or so and they yeah. ask them what are the rank like the most important factors in being on maps and every year uh, it's it's like really spot on and um, you'll see that um, the reviews um, component goes goes up and up like every year so you know several years ago they maybe, maybe thought it was like the 14th most important then like it's 10th and the 8th so, so I, I think now it's how like do you feel high. about like hub pages for locations for businesses. Oh, yeah, definitely do it. Yeah. Well, the, the main office location always goes to the homepage. Yeah. And then when you have other locations, they have dedicated location pages. But do you do a, a location page that aggregates all of them on there with multiple locations and you click and then have an individual one? Um, no, I, I do location pages for people that have, I don't know, maybe like three or more yeah. locations. Um, but none of the, uh, the map listings link to the locations page with all the locations and went to the specific location page. Yeah. So what's really important, I mean, you can have a, a hub page that's essentially a directory to these other locations if you want. That's not going to rank for any of this stuff anyways. Um, it's not going to like show up in the maps or whatever. It's the specific pages right. for that city. And then as much city modifier information you can have on there. Um, really, you can be very templated, templated with the content you have. 
Yeah. Um, like Google really doesn't seem to care if it's like almost word for word from a lot of other pages. I, I know, and <laughs> like, and there's I have multiple uh, projects where that proves that point. Yeah, and also the URL structure is going to be very important. Um, yeah, that you're following, you know, like a good directory structure for those locations, and also it gives you a chance to optimize for like those city names and stuff in there too. Yeah, but be careful with like the other URL structure. You don't want to go like too many tiers down. So. Um, typically, as far as I, I would go with the location pages, like, um, you know, the main URL forward slash locations forward slash the city page, and that's pretty much it, like tier three. Um, I th I've had, you know, worked on websites where they did like the, you know, <coughs> excuse me, home and then like locations forward slash like the state forward slash something else and then forward slash the city like tier five and I it's just, like so deep that it's 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 I wouldn't say detrimental. It's just like it, it's, it's not just, really it's healthy. So pointless. Yeah, just, and like Google's only gonna like. Use so much of that information uh, from an SEO standpoint. Okay. Anyways, I mean, it's just making it more difficult to get crawled. Like, think about crawlers. You know, going to tier two and three and four and five. Like, it's just you're just decreasing the likelihood it's going to get indexed. Yeah, and so yeah, I want to I want to be really clear to you. Like, uh, don't worry about like canonicalization or any of that ish with this. Um, you know, just you can reuse a lot of the same content. Just make sure like it's specific. You know, you change out the city and stuff in there. Maybe throw in a little more stuff in there. Yeah, that specifics are like where well, you're at. Let's just put it this way: I've I've built websites that have fifty thousand city pages on it, like instantaneously, and like the majority that end up getting indexed, and they're like ninety. And rank. They're yeah. like and they rank. So and they're ninety eight percent similar. And like yeah, Google also knows like this isn't like a blog article. It's not like an important you know article from like an educational institution or uh, anything like that. So they're pretty good at like understanding like what the point of that business is, and they're they're not really gonna hold that against businesses. Well, just think about like directories. Directories are thousands and thousands of pages. Like Find Law, you know. Yeah, like they're all like the same freaking content. They and Find Law ranks number one for key, keyword, like millions of keywords. All right. So we've covered the main things that you need, right? So one, you need to claim your Google My Business listing. You need uh, city-specific pages on your site with city-specific content. You need to have a embedded link to your map location to your Google Maps on that specific page. Um, this actually can cause a lot of problems uh, for small businesses because they might have like a universal link in their footer um, to like their main location and they add on like new locations mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's like two map locations on a page. Um, so you want to make sure like you, you just don't have that kind of situation like showing up. Uh, so you want to have that and then you want to have the organic rankings to go along with it somewhere in like the top 10 to really show up in there and then reviews. Yeah. And then also, you know, when you're... When you're building up a three website, of course, you're going to have to have some sort of like building strategy, which is yet another podcast or podcast. We talk a little about that. Yeah. But, you but you like, want to acquire some local links out there. I mean, there's like a million things. There's like city specific directories. Like there's all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and that really, if you get like a good citation building service, that's going to go out there and find like all these other ones, uh, like the non like eight primary ones, they're going to find all of that stuff for you and it's you know it's gonna be really cheap I mean I think I paid like fourteen dollars to have like a hundred of them made fourteen dollars that's a pretty good deal fourteen dollars in no sense no, exactly fourteen flat that's cool but um yeah you're definitely gonna to want to build up the authority and build building links your website is good in general obviously for organic it's gonna be good for your maps yeah. but also you want to be able to build a handful of links to your maps uh, listing too yeah that uh, a lot of Actually, a lot of people don't even think about doing that or care about doing that, but that helps out a lot. I, I've done that several times to give people like a little push, you know, when they were on maps, maybe ranked like four or five or six. And um, every single time, there's a 100% success rate with me so far for this. Every single time I built two or three links, 
it, it moved up to the top three. So let's talk about what kind of links that you build to these. Like, where, where are they coming from? Yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about it. Come on. Um, yeah, they're typically going to be, you know, your resources, you know, your personal resources. Okay, um, all right. You know, it's going to be anywhere where they're authoritative. Personal blogging resources. Yeah, right. it's anywhere that you have, a, you know, uh, access to authoritative websites, and you can build those links to wherever the heck you want. Yeah, but if you want to do it the more difficult and timely way, um, you know, you can you, you can email people yourself and try and get guest posts. That's fine. Um, you can just contract out a service to, to do guest posts for you. Yeah, let's it doesn't just, really take a lot. Yeah, let's just talk about just hire someone going to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the Link Building Podcast, that's going to be episode 50. If you're not at the level where you can provide your own links from whatever network you have, um, you know, I, I wouldn't spend a bunch of time trying to, like, email a bunch of people to try and get a guest post about it. I would just contract someone oh, out that's, that's going to do it and it's going to be cost efficient and it's yeah. going to be quick. Yeah, you'll, you'll, all our listeners will know over time how, how we feel about outreach. Yeah, we, yeah. we hate it. It's, yeah, I hate it. I'm way too busy uh, and too skilled at this point. Like this, like it's just a brutal, bizarre yeah, not use, use of human resources. Um, all right, so let's talk a little about some crazy shit that we've seen. Um, we're, first, it'll be like not sites that we've done um, we've just seen it because we've worked in enough competitive niches that like people will do whatever they have to do to like get leads and business coming in. Yep. And then we'll talk to you a little bit about some of the, the cool experiments. And I wouldn't say black hat per se. I, I would just definitely say gray hat um, experiments and stuff that, that Ryan's done and that I've done as well. Yeah. So let me just mention real quick that um, even though we're you know we talk about Google all the time, it's worth doing the Bing places too. You may you may as well. Yeah. I mean. And honestly, they both work almost the exact same. Um, mm -hmm. If anything, Google or Bing's algorithm is a good bit behind uh, the sophistication of Google's, I'd say. Just from like a, a resources stand, standpoint, like you know, they, they don't put as much money into it. They don't have uh, as much going on with it as, as you do Google. So a lot of the spammy stuff uh, that worked yeah. like five or six years ago works really, really yeah, well. Go, go, go on Fiverr. Go on Fiverr. Buy some links. Try some stuff out. <laughs> see, I don't know. Maybe it might work. Maybe it won't. It'll be out like ten to ten dollars. Yeah, I would. I would experiment that with that. I wouldn't do it on a client website. You know? No, I'd probably, I won't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't I mean, do it on like don't uh, everyone. If you're listening, you go see. Don't do that. Don't do it on websites. Google. Absolutely not. You know, mess around on Bing. See what happens. Yeah, I, don't mean, I don't know if it's gonna hurt you. I think you're just gonna be out five dollars. Yeah, every every you know when you're talking to clients, they don't talk about Bing ever. I I haven't heard a client ask me like, how am I ranking on Bing like in the past four years? So yeah, whatever. So all right, so let's get into some crazy stuff. And, and this is one that I saw, and I believe it is still to this day uh, an issue with Google. They just don't really care about it because enough people aren't doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the ability to move your location of your business. Uh, just by verifying it with a phone call, right? Yeah. So to initially create a business, you uh, there's a couple of ways to verify it. Uh, your Google My Business account. Um, sometimes you can do it through like uh, the domain registrant. Sometimes you can do it through the website itself if you have like Search Console and Google Analytics all on there. So they're they're really just trying to verify that you're the owner of the website or that you have you know admin level access of the, of the website. Oh, quick question about that. You've been verifying like different businesses and you know you've been going through like postcards and yep. doing it like the legit way and you've done it like a bunch of times on that account do you think that after a while if you open up another like business uh listing that they're like oh you know you've done this a bunch of times you're legit and then you get to a point where they don't ask for postcards anymore uh no i've never seen that and i've, I've opened a lot of them as yeah like, 
as a I feel there's like, like a, a marketing like label like a marketer that you can be as like when yeah, you're doing I that feel like it. I feel like there are a couple times where it was just and I didn't cover that yet but like you're gonna have to request a postcard to be sent to the actual mail like location that you have as a, like a mailbox uh, PO boxes aren't they don't work you can't no. use that at all um, so it has to address uh, and then they'll send you within 30 days a postcard usually it's about a week um, mm-hmm. with like a number on there that'll verify it and then all of a sudden then you get to like own the, the listing after that so once you go through all that process and it's verified, yeah. no, you don't. You just have to phone verify after you make the change uh, of the location. And so this can be kind of kind of tricky, kind of sneaky. Um, and I think the biggest case that this happened, and this is several years ago, Miles ran a story on it, uh, but someone moved how the system works. Uh, well, yeah, you can't. They, they definitely took the approach where like this one jerk can't ruin it for the million people that do this legitimately. Um, but so that's going to take us into something that we've, we actually saw, like we legitimately saw uh, that affected, I wouldn't say affected us, it, it could have affected you because that it, was, well, that well, was an area that you covered. Well, it did affect me. Yeah. It did directly affect um, me. So there's a firm in the South Florida area that did personal injury and they thought it was a good idea to open up business locations in all of the hospitals in the area. So, you know, if you get pulled in there for, like, a car accident or whatever, you're on your phone, uh, you search, you know. Um, for, they were going to show up just just by, like, view of being the closest to you at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just at the time that, like, Google had changed, um, like, the algorithm to show, like, localized res- results uh, instead of just city centroid stuff. So... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and so that was a big change to the industry too that we didn't really get into. I don't want to super get into it in this in this conversation. Oh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty well, deep, but well, I mean, it's still like it's still true. I don't think the correlation is as high as it used to be, like you said. But um, the city centroid, the the supposed city centroid, still I mean, it's up there, but I don't think they put as much emphasis because it's just it's too brutal on people like on the outskirts that are yeah, possibly like, the best match. They're so much better, like knowing your exact location too based on like everyone has cell phones now so like they're really good at like giving you results that are like right near you yeah on your phone um but before it was like most of it was based on how close you were to like this the city center mm. that you're at so you know a lot of people would open uh, virtual offices in the city center just to have something like show up and not actually take any clients at that office but right well yeah they, they call and they're just like oh you know we can meet you there but it'd be better if you came to our main office yeah. okay and that works almost all the time so but this this law firm was doing that um well it wasn't just hospitals though where it was also another law firms right well so yeah so what had <laughs> happened was like yeah the hospitals definitely work because like you said the people pull up their phone all they see is you know accident help now whatever uh they don't even look at the address all they do is a phone number and then they click it and then they, they call so that works but I guess they got a little greedy or, or what, or I don't know actually what the train of thought was whatsoever, but they actually opened up an office, quotation marks, in our office. <laughs> and I was that's like... That's pretty ballsy. That's um, pretty messed up. Uh, because it says that you're in suite 220, which is not a real suite. We're here. Yeah, and you're PI, and you can literally replace our listing for PI in that area. Um, and then I, of course, did a little research, and I um, noticed uh, not only the hospitals, but... A motorcycle repair shop. A um, couple people's just like collision repair shops. Yeah. No, like, no, not, not even PI related at all. Oh, like a, a bonefish grill. Oh, okay. Was my favorite. Um, a couple just uh, um, open fields. Was it cool? Oh. It was cool. And um, 
You know, I uh, that kind of struck uh, too close home with opening an office in, in my location, so um, I did proceed to call all those locations and then sent them a screenshot and said, you know, these guys say that they're there, and you can kind of pursue that however you like. Yeah, so it's actually uh, a little different with that industry. So as it turns out, and this isn't the case for a lot of industries, but uh, legal uh, is really regulated by the state bar that you're in and how you can advertise. And a lot of people don't know this, but like everything that you use as advertisements actually has to be approved by the bar before it's sent out. So one of the things that you have to have uh, is when you have a listing for a location, you actually have to have employees at that location that can serve those clients so you have to have lawyers at those locations and obviously they didn't have uh hundreds of lawyers for this small it was like a, like a two-person firm wasn't it uh n no this firm is pretty big but i think it's all you know the funny thing about pi this i don't want to go off on a tangent but pi can only be like one lawyer or two lawyers and like 50 legal assistants and paralegals and yeah well that's how a lot of law offices are anyways um because generally you're gonna have to pay those people a lot more money than the legal intern that you get for free <laughs> that's just there to like get game experience um so yeah the florida bar does have regulations for that um almost no one follows them but i i believe that that particular firm got in big trouble with that well they didn't get in trouble i don't believe they got in trouble with the, the florida bar because um they're really hard to take on like you know on uh, incidents that that pertain to marketing and ethics like well they, i know i know one of the the people doing it got disbarred for sure. Really? Yeah. That's super. But, um, you know, they got in trouble with all these businesses that they said that they were in their business, especially offices. Mm -hmm. And they, um, I talked to one business owner that said that um, claiming to have a location without their building without a lease is actually a form of fraud. So they actually filed a police report. Well, yeah. So then they got arrested for, well, I don't know, I don't, arrested, I don't know what happened. Getting arrested for fraud. You're arrested. No, but, but that's how they were getting in trouble. Yeah. So, um, cool idea. <laughs> I mean, really annoying idea if you I mean, people still do it aren't doing that. People, I don't, I don't think people necessarily do that. I mean, they definitely game the system all the time. I, I that's pretty, that's pretty ballsy to open up another like your business in another lawyer's location. That like, that's just, pretty. Ballsy. I guess you're just asking for it. Though. Yeah. Like the bonefish girl is hilarious. Like <laughs> it's just so. Like, ridiculous. That, that is pretty funny. Yeah. And, and um, but uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how that would like, go. What mo most businesses will do, um, and particularly lawyers, is they will open up some sort of, um, you know, virtual office location. You know, like basically you'll, you'll purchase an address that you can receive mail from or like a phone number. Um, and, you know, it's just some office rental place. Yeah. And like that's all you'll do and you'll pay like whatever it is, like 40 bucks, 50 bucks a month. Yeah. I think it's 50 bucks is the cheapest I've ever seen it. I don't see it's average. You're going to be looking at 80 is about average, 80, 100. Yeah. Um, but yet like that, that is uh, becoming increasingly more difficult because, you know, Google, didn't Google kind of release an official statement saying like, you, like if you do an Opus or DaVinci or Regis virtual office, like mm -hmm. we will not honor, honor it. Like they said specifically the names of those. Yeah, I know I have a, a client that does um, pilot training, and you know he's been able to work out. You know, just basically rental renting you know a, a spot to store his plane in all these different places and mm -hmm. finagle that into getting a, an address there that he can receive mail. So it allows him to like you know have a lot more office locations throughout Central Florida uh, because of that. So. But again, I mean, we're not, we're not talking about, and I mean, he flies to those clients in those locations and trains them there. He doesn't like 
force him to go somewhere else either. Is that force him? <laughs> no, he's not, he's not like, hey, uh, I know that you asked about this in Tampa. You have to come to Orlando to do your training. Like, he'll fly down there, give them their training, and fly back to Tampa. Nice. Or fly back to Orlando. So. That's a cool operation. Yeah, and it actually is pretty, it's a, it's growing. They're getting another plane. That's another topic, though. Um, yeah, where, where are we going with this again? Oh, so virtual offices. Yeah, how it's some crazy-ish that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a lot, it's, from my scene, it doesn't happen as often, but yeah, people you know can open up offices, God knows where, and now they, a lot of people do virtual offices, but Google's cracking down, so you probably have to find virtual offices that are kind of more, um, I guess, individual or unique, or they're not really like the chains, basically. Um, yeah. Um, so one of the other things, and I've never done this, uh, I would never do this because I don't believe in like negative SEO to people and like that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's like bad karma and like, you know, generally the, it's some dude like me for the most part doing this job for another company, you know, so I don't really want to like screw anyone over, but what happens a lot and it's very easy to do is like just screw up your competitor's citations and it's super simple. You um, just send them completely wrong citations? You just open up profiles on these other websites with That's the wrong information. Cool. Yeah. Cause like, I, you know, as far as like the negative SEO sending people like spammy links, I don't think that works as much anymore. Because Google's just like, these are crappy links and we're just not going to... I disagree with that, but um, I don't, don't want to give this example because uh, it's very specific. But I, I will say that I've had to do online reputation management before and I've had to make some things disappear that were like very highly authoritative. Um, <laughs> and I definitely built like over like a million backlinks to it. Um, and, a million? Yeah. And then what happened? Well, so what actually happened um, was the site took it down. They archived the, archived the page. So their site administrator, I guess, or like whoever um, was doing their SEO probably got some sort of like alert in the search console. That they got like a million spammy links? Yeah. That's and it crazy. was like to like porn and payday loans and oh, see, like, like that. Okay. So when I was talking about spammy links, I'm just talking about like from crappy websites. I'm not talking about like pure... Porn like gambling. This, is, this was straight like I was using a GSA. Um, yeah, because that on the other like hand is a million links yeah, to this thing. That on the other. But hand to be fair, sure. we had talked to them and asked, you know, like asked them to take this thing down and offer to pay them a bunch of money, and they still didn't want to take it down. And it had been up for like a really long time, and you know, I, I think there's like a, a time frame where like how long do you, how long are you punished for like your mistakes in the past you know what i mean like forever. should it be the rest of your life that like someone can yeah. look this up forever and i also i mean i'm doing a really good job justifying this like really shitty thing i did um <laughs> this really scammy thing i did um uh, but the the real thing was like i just wanted to see if i could do it um to something that was like that authoritative and yeah it worked and i did and how long ago was this this was about seven months ago oh dang okay well uh, everyone, let's stick with that as an example that, yes, you can still most certainly do yeah. it. I'm going to tell you right now, too, like Web 2.0 links, even though everyone's thought forever that they don't work anymore, like they, we did an experiment about uh, three months ago and it killed it. I'd, I'd imagine that those would, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you go about doing it nowadays, but I know how that we did it a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I literally had my, the SDOs I was managing, like, do an experiment. Um, I actually, I, I put them in competition against each other to rank like uh, not the same keywords but like keywords that had similar like search volume and stuff um, so like they each got a blog article and like they had a set of keywords and they had to like rank it using this method to like test the method oh yeah um, like one like did a way better job than the other one because it was like way smarter 
Well, I think it was just way more detailed, and he was, like, excited to do it, and he, like, got on it, and, like, all, you know. But, and he did a bunch of on-page stuff, too, that helped out a lot. Um, but, uh, that kind of stuff, I mean, it's surprising that it still works, but it, but it does. And we can go to another conversation another time, like, how we got those links, and it, it was, uh, Pretty easy. Yeah, where where are we at right now? Because I was going to talk thirty about, like thirty minutes. Thirty. I was going to talk about um, real quick my click through. Um, oh, this is super, okay. So, because this uh, also applies to local. Yeah. All right. So we we've we've covered the crazy stuff that we've seen, some of the crazy stuff that we've seen. So we're going to talk to you now about some cool local SEO experiments. So, one that Ryan did. Yeah. So this is um it might sound like a tangent, but I but believe me, I'll I'll pull it into to local. But anyway um. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer that uh, click-through rates um, can definitely affect rankings in real-time organic results. So that being, you know, being that, like, let's say you type in related to DUI lawyer and um, you click on the one that's ranked eight, for example, and then, you know, multiple people click on the one that's ranked eight. Um, so the, the train of thought is that um, all, all those people are clicking that particular link um, that it should increase in, in rankings in real-time because the click-through for that particular link is going up. And the reason that I believe that and the logic behind it is, I don't know if I explained this to you, but think about it like, um, like the, like uh, let's use the Orlando Pulse, which is a, a horrible example because it's really a bummer, but I make an example. So let's say you Google search like uh, Orlando shooting, right? And um, all you're gonna get are like, you know, all these, different results, you know, it's going to be like all pulse, pulse, but let's say there, there was one like today, right? Just like somewhere random, yeah. you know, if you typed in a shooting, I guarantee that the first 50 results would probably be like the pulse shooting, pulse shooting. But, um, as people are like going through looking for something else, you know, they go like to like deeper and deeper pages, they're going to find like the most recent one and they're going to click on that one. And then Google knows that that's actually now more relevant for, yeah, they're, they're using on page signals to, to yeah. help with the ranking. They're like, well, just basically that being said, so like, Okay, so all these people are searching for like shooting in Orlando, but it's not about Pulse anymore. It's about this new thing. So this new thing is probably like what's trending now. So let's push that up at the rankings in real time. So that's what does happen. So I wanted to take that and see how could we get people to, um, sorry, how can we get rankings increased because of click-through? So it's like basically how do you force people, not force people, how do you encourage people, of course, people to click like on a specific link? Outside of your uh, meta description. Yeah. So, oh, well, because, yeah, that's another reason that titles and descriptions are important is because they help with CTR, of course. So um, we did this experiment where uh, we went on Mechanical Turk, which uh, is pretty much, you know, have people do a, a task or a survey or something very, very simple for like, I don't know, 10 cents, 15 cents, and takes them like 30 seconds, so they don't care. And um, basically, we, we told them to do a set of, I don't know, a few steps or gave them some simple instructions, but more or less we told them to like click on uh, like a client's link, like, yeah, like search after search term, mm -hmm. and, right, search a term in Google, then click on this link after you search the term. Right. So basically you had them do it one time or did you have them type in different? Uh, I had them uh, type in, in different keywords. Like I, I was like pick from this list of keywords, like five different keywords. Yeah. And then I was like, tell me which keyword. And then the result is like, tell me which keyword you typed in so I can like track how many people yeah. clicked on each. So, um, I probably did it for like a hundred people. It probably cost like 20 bucks. And, um, and basically like whatever links got like 20 or 25 clicks, yeah. they like almost always increased in rankings and they didn't like always stick, 
but they certainly did increase. You know, they jumped like four to six spots in real in real time, like by the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, then, did the rankings stay afterwards? No. No. For a short <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, but they um, they the the I don't know the, like the the logic behind it is kind of tricky because, you know, it should stay because you think that if you have good titles and descriptions, which they did have better than other ones, plus like the schema tag for like the five stars, which yeah. is like way better than everyone's, that once they got up higher, that they should stay higher because naturally then the click through should be higher. Yeah, because they they rank higher. Yeah, so, they, so they they're already up there, but they already also have that more appealing link. So you'd think that they'd stick, but most of the time they didn't. But So then uh, the off-page uh, metrics is what took over yeah, in the long term. Yeah, ultimately. Some, some stuck. Um, and uh, we did the experiment for, for maps, so that's like yeah. the pull-in for local, and the same thing did happen. Yeah. They would they would bounce up like a few a few rankings, like in real time. Yeah. So talking about like they would do it, um, 20, 20, 25 people would click on it, and then like I'd check back three hours later, and it moved up a couple of spots. And it's not like just typical like it's Google like, fluctuations. It's a crazy cool experiment. They're like. I've never talked to anyone else that's done that. Um, Did I ever explain this at all? Yeah, yeah, we explained it bef like before. Like I remember you we were doing it a couple of years ago. Like I remember uh, Corey like showing me Mechanical Turk. For the first, like we were like, oh, we can, you know, we can try this. Uh, we never like did one of those experiments. So uh, maybe Corey did actually. And, like I didn't know like what how how it turned out. But yeah, yeah, I remember you doing that, and uh, I was like, well, it's like really cool. Well, you know what kind of inspired me to do is like, hilarious that there's an SEO company out there that was like going to like, um, you know, our results or our clients work. And they did this thing on their website where they said, um, they're like, you know, bragging about some rankings they had for their, like their clients. Mm -hmm. So be like, type in like Minnesota DUI lawyer. And then, and like, and then you'll see that my client comes up first and then they'll be like, check out their website too while you're at it. Ooh, so like, on it. so technically they were like doing a search and clicking on yeah. it and they were doing exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, about. they weren't even meaning to do that. They were probably just like, right. I don't know. Copy to like check out a client. Like they probably weren't like, Oh, this is gonna help our click-through rates on there, and it's gonna it's gonna bump it, could, it up. But the, but the first one was ranked number one for it. It yeah. felt like a good keyword. I know that's so cool. maybe the click-through, that little bit of consistent click-through, just like a little like well, in addition to you know, like it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot for uh, like the algorithm to like project like future results from stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's solidified their spot, so I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right, so we covered you know the basics of SEO, everything that you're gonna need, um, you know, for local SEO, crazy stuff that we've seen, cool experiments that we did that you can try. Now let's talk uh, the last little bit here about tools that you can use. We talked a little bit about them already in the podcast, but I'm just gonna recap uh, some of the stuff that I've used. Um, so, so if you're a small business, you're like a one one person shop, like maybe you don't even want to hire an SEO, or you're just listening to this because you want to get a little knowledge. Um, I would go with Moz Local for sure. It's, it's going to check your listing for you. It's going to show you uh, stuff that's like wrong about it. It's going to show you like if you have multiple listings on certain pages, if you have incorrect information on different different sites, and it's going to cheaply give you a way to sort of like organize all that and, and have the correct ones built and, and merge stuff. I just remembered what the Canadian one is. Oh, what's that? White Spark. White Spark. I've used that one before too. They're good. It's pretty good. Um, so we're going to get now into like a little bit like the – the medium level one. So like Moz Local really is only good for small like businesses. Uh, it's not like a a large like level tool. You would just, you would not use it if you had you know 20 plus locations or if you're like a Walmart. They, they, or they probably tried. They beg to differ for sure, but I would disagree with them. Um, and this is just based off experience. Um, 
So I would say your next tier, uh, price-wise too and performance-wise, is going to be uh, like the White Spark or uh, what was the other one I mentioned earlier? You uh, said Bright Bright Local. Bright Local. Bright. I, I actually don't. When, when you said Have Bright you ever Local. Used, uh, bright Local. No, when you said Bright Local, I thought you were talking about White Spark. No. <laughs> no, I think they're two separate ones. Um, we should probably double check that just to make sure like I'm not full of shit in this podcast. No, so. Don't be full of shit. I know. So was it Bright Local? I think that was the one I used at that uh, education institution I worked at. Yeah, yeah, Bright Local. Um, no, I'm sh- I just pretty cool. And then White Spark. Uh, again, these are like a little more premium level tools. They actually have a lot more stuff. Primos that you can can use um, to to fix these citations. Uh, they're gonna give you like much better audits. Uh, like way more websites are included in these audits that you might potentially have like messed up citations at. Um, and then the most expensive one, and the one I like to work with the least, is going to be Yext. It's um, freaking expensive. It's, it is. It's like 500 a month for well, like the low-level package. I think it's 500 annually. Uh, is it? Yeah. It's um, on but the thing is, it's like that's per location, too. Yeah. Can you imagine dropping like $2,500 a year on like five locations? Plus, it, it, they, they offer a finite amount of citations. Like they tell you, like we do like 300 or 400 or something. Oh, Yex is a publicly traded company now. I thought I think I knew that. I did not know that. I'm just gonna check out what these these prices we, are. Really we partnered like. with them for like a year and then I, we never heard from a rep ever. Again. I don't I don't think uh, yeah don't. they don't have like a, a price page. This is one of those ones where you have to talk to someone. Uh. And they, you know, that person builds you a package that's perfect for your business. You know, um, you're gonna be on Yahoo. It's gonna be great. Get ready. Oh. Get ready to handle all the biz. So those are really the major ones. Uh, if you don't want to deal with any of that and like you're really organized and you can like check stuff, uh, you can always go on like Fiverr and have someone build a bunch of citations really cheap, you know, for five bucks or they'll, they'll have packages, five, ten dollars. They'll probably do a good job yeah. of snagging a good hand. As long as you give them the right, the correct information for the most part, uh, they're going to like build all those. They're going to provide you the logins to those websites. Um, sometimes like they do dumb things that don't make sense and you got to go on and like update them after the fact, but, um, like, Fiverr is, is the very bottom of the barrel, like, if you want to get this stuff done. Um, I would use, like, a service like Conquer. Uh, yeah. There's, like, tons of people that offer services on there, or somewhere on Blackout World, you can find, you know, one, one of those people offering one of those packages, and they'll, that, they'll get definitely. that done for you really quick. You got to be careful with citations, too, you know, like, make sure you're very consistent with how you have it on your website and what you plan to do, like, really, like, even if spelling, like, Avenue, like, that kind of stuff, A-V-E, and then dot, and then Avenue spelled out, like, you gotta... That can mess you up, but not, like, Avenue spelled out versus abbreviated Avenue. Like, they, like, Google's pretty good at, like, knowing that you just those gotta, are the same thing. Just make sure that you, you don't yeah. want any complications. Just do it exactly how you already have it. Yeah. Don't don't screw around with it. But I, I would check those out, um, and that'll, that'll really get you going uh, in the right direction um, in the local SEO market. Yep, and then once you, if you never uh, end up ranking after actually following all our steps, a call. Just, just give me a call. Uh, call Paul on his cell phone. Yeah. So that's three five 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 three five two something uh, or other. Please don't say my phone number on this podcast. <laughs> that's just the area code. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's just not talk about that. Um, we do have a website. Uh, <laughs> You're making me up. nervous. <laughs> what's our What's our website? Uh. I say website. It just we? redirects you to. SOSDeadcast.com. Our, our Podbean account uh, just directs you straight to that, but because we're, we're, we're kind of lazy right now, we, we didn't build a. I don't know. We just, we, we just got two mics, guys. Do we Give have, us a break. Do we have to 
build a website, why don't you just redirect it? Well, and how are we gonna get like people contacting us? By giving you the How are we gonna sell our number? merchandise? I see someone walking around with the SEO's dead hat one day. You're punching them and taking it. I'll be like, what did you get that? Um, Why are you wearing that? Yeah, I think at some point we we will have more of a a simple website where we can archive all of our our podcasts and everything, have everything there for you guys. Um, And then you can contact us and, hey, maybe we'll even have you on for a show and talk to you about SEO. Oh, yeah, we'll take on guests. We had our first guest last week and uh, he said he had a great time. Time of his life. He lost sleep that night. We were so excited about cycling about again. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So thanks uh, for listening, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, this is Paul Warren. This is Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. See ya. Bye. What do you think?